0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the 2 Compass Podcast, where we cap off the week with one last Marsh Madness episode. I know, we are sad too, but this one's going to be a good one, so stay tuned! As always, we are proudly partnered with MHR Sports Network, so check us out on their website, as well as anything 2 Compass on our link tree in the IG bio. But first, know it all, spin that track one more time. <laughs> Hey, everyone. We are back. Another amazing week of basketball that went through. Um, we kind of skipped a week because we, we had our top shot, um, pot out. But this week we have a loaded, loaded, loaded schedule for what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be pretty fun too, because we're going to have a deep dive into what happened in the college basketball scene, um, how that infected the, uh, the NBA draft and also some NBA draft banter. But I need to introduce, like usual, my two boys, Liam and Andres. Liam, I had you first this time. I know I made you a little bit jelly last time.
1: Yeah, well, I uh, I, uh, I had a rough tournament in terms of uh, brackets <laughs> and everything. So I was uh, yeah. taking a bit of a backseat there. But uh, yeah, you could say we've got, you said we got a full slate. I was th- hoping you would use my new favorite word of yours, the, a full docket. Or we got lost yeah. on the docket today. So,
0: I'm trying to I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid time. using. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid using the same words every every time, so I'm changing it up a oh, little okay. bit. Okay,
1: well, if it's a word like docket, I think we can recycle that one a little bit. Well, what yeah. was it like? A, it
0: was a, a a two scoop word. Or is it a two scoop?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a two scoop word for sure. <laughs> slate full slate. That's a one scooper. One but yeah, two. good to go. Uh, excited to talk a little bit of draft. It's uh, college and draft and prospects is uh one of the one of the things i really love about nba so well i guess college isn't about nba but the draft is the draft is such an exciting night so uh looking forward to seeing how the draft landscape shapes up over the next couple
0: months for sure for sure Andrew, how you doing pretty good you know coming off a top five uh in our two compass bracket challenge so for, feeling pretty good with that and um yeah trying to shift our our focus onto the NBA now, now that college is done. So just getting in tune of that and fantasy as well is coming to an end for the regular season. So
1: For you, very soon.
0: Regular season? <laughs> I mean, I think for everyone. <laughs> mm.
1: Your whole fantasy season is coming to an end soon.
0: Uh, yeah, it, ha- it hasn't been a good uh, couple of weeks. Um, my power rankings uh, rank has definitely fallen over the past couple weeks. But we manage, we roll on. So yeah. I have a question for
1: Dre just to jump in there. He said he had a top yeah, five it. win in the bracket challenge. So did you finish top five or did you win?
0: Uh well it's a win for compared to us three, but I did not win. Oh, no, did okay. not. yeah, A top yeah. five
1: win. I've that never was... heard
0: someone say a top five win. Yeah. I guess I guess uh <laughs> I should elaborate a little bit Unle- more. Jason Rhapsody. Un- un- unless you're unless you're talking about like you beat a top five team in college basketball, then yeah, exactly. you're a top five win. Maybe, which, yeah. you guys, which you guys, you guys aren't. You guys are, you guys are non-conference teams, or like not non-power five yeah. teams.
1: So it's a we're not a, a schedule. Way. We're not a resume booster at all.
0: No. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you call you call me like a, a lower Chicago. I think I finished like 14th or something. So it wasn't like too bad.
1: You could call me a Texas Southern <laughs> or, <know, laughs> or, or Roberts. Or Roberts way too much credit. <laughs> I'd be like a Tennessee. Actually supposed to do good. Sh- shat the bed.
0: Yeah. All right. So before before we um continue any more any of the banter, let's jump into and i uh, recap what happened. I know it kind of seems like ages ago now, but recap what happened uh in the final four and in the championship game of March Madness. So we had UCLA Bruins squaring <coughs> off against the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and then the Baylor Bears, my Baylor Bears, squaring up against the the Houston um what's your mascot because um, I, know andres, I know andres knows because he's the one that was taking them over baylor <laughs> for some reason never took him over but uh, I, th- I thought the game was gonna be close but that was not the yeah. case clearly yeah so that, that that's that's what i'm gonna be talking about um let's we'll, we'll start off with the first game uh of that day um and that was baylor versus houston um what were you, what were your guys thoughts well going into it, we know but during and then after the match, uh, Andres, what, you, what were you thinking? Since you were, you were the doubter, I thought that the, I thought Baylor look, like was headed for a national championship. Like they, they looked so good against Houston, and Houston mm-hmm. was looking lost on offense due to Baylor's defense. So I mean, not much. in absolutely dominance by Baylor, so definitely taking that one on the chin. It was rough to see. At least Houston like one of the because that was the first game, right? So I'm like, oh man, we kind of assumed Gonzaga was gonna maybe blow out UCLA. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish one of these semifinals would have been good. It's going to be this game, so I was a little, yeah. I was losing hope a little bit. But, um, yeah, definitely taking that one on chin. Houston did not look great. Baylor looked amazing. Yeah, Leanne, what, what was your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Dre hit the nail on
1: the head there. I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, Dan is going to win a national championship on Monday night, <laughs> and he's going to be cocky, and I'm going to have to eat my words, and it's going to be a, a yeah. tough time for me. So. Uh, seriously, they, I was, I was very worried and I was like, damn it. And I also had, the, <laughs> the I also had the $20 future on Gonzaga, uh, from 11 or uh, 10 to one at the start of the season. So I wanted that to win, but I was yeah. like, I saw that game and I was like, I'm going to have to hedge. And, uh, yeah, Yo,
0: that I do just has. How much did you bet for, uh, for Baylor?
1: I, I only bet $20 on Baylor money line. So probably should have done um, more. But yeah, uh, for for the national championship game.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, we can talk more about Baylor about the final when I really want to get into their players. But this game was just a, a roll over. Houston was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sasser had what 17 of their 21st yeah, half points or bad. something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, like, Quinton Graham defense... absolutely
0: invisible yeah Invisible. that defense
1: will do yeah. that to you though I yeah. feel so I'm not yeah. even I'm not even that mad at Grimes or like Giroux or anyone like they weren't a great offensive team anyway. best defense mm-hmm. in the country playing against them and yeah, I'm not even that yeah. disappointed in them. It's just like, yeah, sorry guys, you guys were killed way better team yeah
0: and and I don't know like I don't remember the exact percentage, but it was a pretty high and it was a lot of the points that uh, Houston uh, would have gotten was on their like offensive boards. So, like, if that's where, like, a lot of your points are coming from, you can't, like, against a good defensive team, and, like, Baylor's not an amazing rebounding team, but they're, they're guys that, like, don't quit on the ball. You got people like Mike Vidal, Flo Thamba, and stuff like that, who just don't quit. So, if you're, most of your points are off, like, offensive boards, and you're not getting them, then you, where's your offense coming from? Like, you, like, every single player on
1: that, on that team doesn't quit.
0: Yeah. they are a bunch of fighters. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just, like, and and I don't want to like rub it in like that I predicted this because I didn't predict this big of a blowout but I d- I did think it was going to be handled quite readily by by Baylor uh, I didn't I didn't think they were going to be in too much trouble um but it was it was like a showing that I I couldn't even predict they were absolutely killing them um I knew Houston wasn't really up for the challenge because of their previous opponents um like I said before and you guys kind of saying well, well it doesn't matter you only play who's in front of you well you can still analyze the teams they played and make judgments off that. Um and basically that that's what came to fruition. Like Baylor absolutely dominated the match. Houston did not know what to do against like a one of the top teams in the country. Um, because they've only played like double digit seeds. So yeah, I think it was um, Baylor readily um handled Houston and yeah and then they led them to the championship game and then we could talk about it later. But they continued the the role there. So yeah, that was a huge win, huge win. Um, I was nervous either either way throughout the whole game because. I never, maybe this was like a luxury, but I never wanted Baylor, I'm mean, like Houston to go within like at least nine points or something. Cause like Baylor just kept it above 10 every time, every, every like possession, every, every minute. So, um, but it, it was a, it was a fun game to watch as a Baylor Bear fan. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now we move on to the Gonzaga and UCLA game. And wow, what, what a game this was. This game is a bit better. What, yeah, <laughs> <think folks> <laughs> what a game this was. Um, this is honestly like, I wasn't cheering for worldly one team. Uh, I just wanted a good game, and this is like, did not disappoint. Like, UCLA, like, wow, like, credit to them. Um, this is why a lot of people have, have them like projected to be like a top five, like, college ball team next year. Cause a lot of the people are going to be staying, and they were just like, a, they just showed up this, um, this tournament. Um, all credit to them. But yeah, what were your guys' thoughts, um, Liam, about the, about this game?
1: So I was thinking about some of the best college games I've ever watched. Um, mm. on my list is Villanova, UNC, the Jenkins shot. Um, mm. I've got Kentucky versus UNC elite eight, the Luke, the Luke May shot where with Bam and and Fox and, uh, and Monk just, and yeah. I, I think of these, t- these games as ones like the best games for me are the ones that I'm emotionally invested in from like the start. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Kentucky. This one was a Kentucky game. Cause I thought they were good enough to win it that year. Um, with Fox, Monk, and Adebayo and the Luke May shot. Um, I also really loved the Zion versus UCF game. I thought that was one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, (laughs) but guys, I think this game is the best game I've ever seen. I think this was the perfect college basketball game. You have, you have absolutely everything you, you want to see in college basketball. You got the heavy favorite, the underdog. So the matchup is already good. It's set up to be a perfect game. You've got, Incredible plays on defense, the Suggs block, uh, the Timmy charge that he takes at the end of regulation. You've got elite shot making, Johnny Juzang making shots, Hawke's clutch shots at the end of the game, um, and in overtime. And, uh, you've got, (laughs) you've got a buzzer beater, you, you've got overtime and you ended off with a half court buzzer beater. Absolutely everything you could possibly want in a college basketball game. So, um, I think we. I said to. Uh, I said in the group chat right after, and I said to to Peyton, we just witnessed the perfect college basketball game.
0: Yeah, wow. and I think, and I That's think, and I think a lot of people share like the same opinion, not just fans. I think even experts. Yeah. They're saying this is probably oh, yeah. a top. Well, this is a top five like college basketball cool. game or NCAA tournament game of all time. Um, whether they where they rank it, it, it changes a little bit, but I agree with, completely. Agree with Liam. I think this was an amazing game. I went in cheering for Gonzaga because I wanted to see the Gonzaga Baylor final. But then, as the game was the second, once the second half started and as the game was progressing, I fell into the UCLA fan because I just really wanted to see like the Cinderella story of um, UCLA going to finals. And they honestly, they would have competed against Baylor in hindsight, obviously better than Gonzaga did in my opinion. You couldn't do much worse. (laughs) So um, maybe I don't know. Baylor was kind
1: of a runaway train, but yeah, I guess you can't get worse. So.
0: And then, so then, yeah, I'm like, I was starting cheering for UCLA as they're starting to make shots and going into overtime. I was hoping, honestly, um, I, I didn't expect much out of the Jalen Suggs half-court shot, to be honest. I thought, I didn't think it was going to yeah. go in. Yeah. So I was kind of prepping myself for more more time. Um, But yeah, one, one hell of a game. Uh, And we, we, I'm definitely with sharing the same sentiments. Liam is one of the best yeah. NCAA and thing- games of all time.
1: Another thing I forgot to mention was I don't think there was a bigger lead than seven points for either team the whole game. So the whole game, I was absolutely locked in and it was like, it was like every basket mattered because no one was running away with it. So it was, it was great from start to finish.
0: Yeah, it was truly one of the best games, I think, in college basketball history, um, yeah, I, like you said, I had all the elements of how to be a uh, how to be a good game. It started to be like the, one of the biggest David and Goliath matchups we've had in and probably final four history. Probably um, the biggest UC-
1: betting spread. Yeah,
0: yeah. With UCLA with UCLA coming in, uh, winning literally. there's probably so like I don't think one team in the first that was in the first four out, um, or first four in game has ever like made a run like that ever. I don't think like from what I can remember. In VCU so like, twenty eleven.
1: Yeah, the final four, but they didn't give a, a good game in the final four like this.
0: Yeah, were they were they a first four in though?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then so yeah, and then they and then you're you're playing against like basically the unanimous to a lot of people champions. I don't know some people had like maybe Baylor winning winning it like maybe like ten percent, five percent, but like Gonzaga mm-hmm. was a heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. Yeah. Um, throughout the whole tournament, uh, they're beating teams by double digits. Um, they were. They looked like they were overpowering everyone. So, I don't know. It just had all the elements of an underdog story. And yeah, we couldn't have, we couldn't have asked for a better game. Um, yeah, yeah. it was truly, truly fun to watch. The Suggs block and then out
1: in transition, full court, ri- like just whipping a bounce pass for the Timmy Dunk. That was, that was unbelievable sequence. That was just awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I, I can't think- even describe I- that. I didn't. I didn't even think like um, because I think UCLA they were, they were like it was not that they were like st- like stifled on defense I think they were like just trading basket for basket. It was just like oh yeah, it was it was crazy. Like it was Jalen Suggs, Drew Timmie, um Cody Riley.
1: Cody Riley was. Uh, I didn't think he had that offense in him, but he was hitting
0: end yeah. of the shot
1: clock step backs almost yeah. jump shots. Yeah. It was. I was like, what is this? What is happening here? I thought Gonzaga was screwed because UCLA was hitting everything.
0: Yeah, and to think yeah. like uh, I'm I'm curious like if Gonzaga like showed dominance in that UCLA game, I wonder how that would change how the finals would have, because would have played. You know what I mean? Like I I don't think I don't think Baylor yeah. wins by double digits against Gonzaga. If Gonzaga blows out UCLA, I think that that mm-hmm. game like just the amount of minutes. Cause it's only two day difference right until the finals. So that game kind of yeah. like took some energy out of. You can even see Drew Timmy like just absolutely exhausted like halfway through the to the Baylor yeah. Gonzaga. Game. I also think. And the spread obviously closed gray. as well, betting odds. Yeah. So like, I don't. I think I think it would have changed a lot if Gonzaga blew out UCLA. But just to show, like, that's that's a tournament for you. You can be outright the best, and then have one game struggle and affect you in the finals.
1: I think that's a great point, Dre. And I also think not. It didn't just tire out Gonzaga. I think Baylor was probably watching that game, and it. Baylor's already a confident team. I think that would have given them even yeah. more confidence to Agreed. be like, these yeah. guys are absolutely waiting. They're begging for us to go in and beat them.
0: Like yeah, they were, yeah.
1: uh, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah that that, that was a good uh, that was a good point. Like, yeah, man, you're you're the betting guy. What do you think? What would you think this like? Because the spread was uh, four and a half for uh, Gonzaga, right? Like for in the in the championship game. What do you think it would have yeah. been if like if Gonzaga blew out? If Gonzaga had
1: blown out, I bet you would have been seven, seven and a
0: half, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, yeah, I, think, right. I think I think Baylor's lucky they didn't get UCLA in also, the final, in my opinion. Yeah, also it's the gonna Baylor. gonna be the stars. Yeah, it would have been in the stars. UCLA win if <laughs> if UCLA made it to that finals. The Baylor blowout helped move
1: the spread a little closer as well for the final. Yeah. If it was yeah. reversed and and Gonzaga had blown out and Baylor just squeaked by Houston, yeah, the spread would have been
0: yeah. eight
1: eight maybe even
0: yeah. So yeah. I guess that's true because um for the most part, well, a lot of people. I don't know. I think a lot of people. It wasn't a surprise that Baylor like handed um Houston that that L like that in that manner. Like maybe like not that blow, manner of a blowout, but definitely was in control the whole game. I think it was just more the, the surprise was the UCLA game, right? Yeah. So I, like I, so that's why I, I was wondering like if that changed, which was a more likely scenario. What what would it have been? So yeah, if that's I think a lot of people got got trapped by that too because they're like, oh, you, Gonzaga just had one one um one bad game. Or one, maybe they were just like down or something in that game. There's no way they only have four and a half. They only beat Baylor by four and a half or something like that, right? They, but a lot of yeah. people probably bet that Gonzaga four and a half easily. And well, there um, was
1: also the oh, this, this was the test Gonzaga needed to get ready for the final. There was also that narrative going around. Like, oh, yeah, this is true. this is yeah. finally the
0: battle test they needed. They're going to come in ready. I don't, for I didn't, I, don't, I didn't agree Maybe with that not. narrative, in my opinion. Like, yeah. it's too late to get tested at that point. Like, you, you can't go a game before the finals and be like, okay, they're yeah. testing now. <laughs> they so needed that, that in, work. like, round two. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I work. don't know, but, like, honestly, like, but do you think they, like, before, like, I mean, obviously UCLA is a, is a great team, but, like, they never got tested by, like, ever since, like, what was it, like December, November, by an actual like power, like top five team in the country?
1: I know. I think, I think they, Gonzaga they being in the, in the West Coast conference kind of works against them.
0: It, uh, it does. And I, we, we it talked does, about yeah. this before. Um, the, the, the competition was so easy throughout the whole conference. And I know, I know they beat Kansas and they beat Iowa um or like in the in the non-conference schedule but that was like months ago
1: i know and you, I you're agree. Just
0: blowing out teams by like 20 your stats are all inflated you're the like number one offensive efficiency and like most total points in the country but like that's that means nothing when you're in a in a really shitty conference compared to them they're a good team like no one's saying they're bad and mm-hmm. um seth greenberg um pointed this out that um if if gonzaga was in like the big 12 they wouldn't have a like he said it himself like they wouldn't have a perfect season and I, and no. I definitely think that's true. Of because not. the comp, you're playing great competition in and out weekly. So you're going to be tired. You're going to be beat up at some point. Um, you still could be a great team, but you probably wouldn't have been undefeated. And I think, and I think it would have paid off for them because they would have been more battle tested too. Um, being, keeping it that close, like UCLE keeping it that close, yeah. I think worked against Gonzaga because they haven't really been playing teams that keep up with them. They've been blowing out teams that they just blow out teams early and then, um Teams are just playing catch up, and that just changes your whole game plan. So I think um I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Sorry, sorry to cut you no, off. No, go ahead, go ahead. Just, no, go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was gonna say,
1: I wonder what the process is for changing conferences, because like obviously it's been done. UConn just joined the Big East. This was it this year or last year? Um, uh, last that was like last, last, last year.
0: year. Last
1: year, yeah. Um, and obviously, I think Syracuse used to be in the Big East as well. So you obviously can change conference. I wonder if it's as simple as requesting or probably not. It's got to go through some sort of process. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. I don't know. If I were Gonzaga, well, I'd be looking to join like the Pac-12 or something.
0: Well, let me let me yeah. ask you this question then, Daniel, since you're like a big, uh, like you were just talking mm-hmm. about like the smaller conference. Do you I think Gonzaga, if they stayed in, the, in their conference now, do you think they're ever going to win a national championship game or national championship? Um, I think it has to be, I think they have to still have a shot if they're, if they have like, obviously like not counting, they have a good team. Cause it, let's just say they have a good team like every year. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think they still have a shot. It has to, it a fall right for them. Like I think, well, bear, Of course. But like, do you bear, think, do you think they will? Yeah, I think, I think they eventually will, but I think they, for, for how good the program is, I think people could have said they could have, they could have had more if they, I don't think they're going to win like three or four. But they could win. think they
1: in the next three years. In the next three years, Gonzaga wins national. But like,
0: think about the team. Think, think about the teams they've had before. They they were the favorites in like what like three tournaments already, and they've and they have no. Won? I don't
1: think that. I don't think. I, I think they might have been the favorites in 2017 when they made the finals. They've,
0: they've they've had they've had like the number one seed the past like three years. Oh, I guess last year they didn't they didn't have a tournament. Um, so like two years they've had like one seed the past like two years. But it doesn't in make it past favorites favorite so if you're a one seed. Well, they were like one what? of the favorites.
1: No, twenty nineteen, I think they were a four seed. Twenty eighteen Villanova had – that Villanova team had yeah. to be the one, one yeah, overall Villanova seed. Villanova had
0: to. Be. No, cause what was it where was the one that they made the championship game? That they were one seed. Twenty seventeen.
1: Twenty seventeen I think they might have been number one overall. That's when they played North Carolina. Yeah. Who I think was a two and seed.
0: The North Carolina one. Yeah. So like I like I'm like they they've been one seed in the past and they did, just squandered it. So like, I think yeah. I think they eventually win one, but I don't think they could have won a lot more com- considering we how good like the teams they've had in the past. So like uh, like they just think about it like this way. Baylor Baylor's I'm not saying it's like always conference dependent, but Baylors this is the first time Baylor's been a one seed going into a tournament and they won it. Like last year they would have been a one seed too, but obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. Um because well, of COVID, I'm, just, I'm just saying more because you were really like kind of talking towards how the conference yeah, will be. Well, I, I think there's definitely state. no it's not that they don't have a shot. But I don't think it's like guaranteed. I think they just need to be more battle tested throughout the season. I don't think yeah, blowing think out teams helps. I any. think a major conference would help them. Yeah. I don't think blowing out teams I um, definitely
1: agree with Dan there.
0: But it's a good question though. It's a good question. Cause I don't know. I, I think, and I was always a proponent of this and I was speaking it like even before. And I think Andy, you mentioned it as well and Liam to a degree. Like they, they had to be like, they've never been like punched in the mouth and then see how, <laughs> see what happened. Like they, they persevered against UCLA, but it wasn't like a, a great showing by any means. And then Baylor absolutely just came out there and just like, just went, went went for their went went for right for their uh, for their throw and they didn't, they couldn't really respond after that. But like you just they see in the past, like, even with Villanova just in recent like history like big like they're in smaller conference because like I would say like the like the Gonzaga's conference and the Big East are kind of comparable in a sense depending on what year you land. But like in in some cases no, the, the, so. like the Mountain West has like Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU could be pretty strong teams. Like, it, I know, honestly, I know it falls on what year, like, it depending, but the Big East as well. Like, sometimes you can get a, a poor Big East, like, like this year, where you don't yeah. see much. So, like, I think, like, and Villanova won, obviously. So, I think it's possible, and I think it's likely, because if you have the talent, you have the talent, right? And this was the year Gonzaga had the talent, and they couldn't obviously get it. But mm-hmm. I think it's more likely than I think, Daniel, you think it is. But I, I agree. I still agree with you. I think they, if, they're in the, if they're in the Big 12 or the Big 10, um, even the ACC, they're they're winning they're winning more championships than they are with whilst uh, the uh, yeah I do have to push back though with that Big East take because Big East has like have, has had at least like three or four teams every year in the tournament like the con- Gonzaga's conference has has what like two max every year they usually have I think two that's con- yeah. I think that's one con- including Gonzaga so I don't know I don't I don't think the Big East is like worse than the in terms of the amount of teams and the um the West Coast Conference um. Well, I mean, By I'm just saying means, like, like, is it, think, like, you can make I the tournament, more but teams. if you don't have a showing, then it doesn't really mean much. Like their biggest, like lost, what, how many teams lost in the first round this year? Like they didn't uh, make out it out of the Georgetown, first, they didn't make can. it out of the first weekend other than Villanova. Yeah, but you still make it, you're still good enough to make it. That's a point. But like that, okay. But like, sure. But if you're not really producing, then you can't really say much. Like this was our whole big 12, big 10 argument. Like it went down the drain after the first weekend. Cause really no one cares. Only like one team, one or two teams made it past the first weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I just think if, like, cause you, you look at it as like, as long as you make it, I think that's like, it, it says something about like your conference. I don't think, like, you you can't say because a Big 12 team only had Baylor going for like that far that the Big 12 was probably one of the worst conference and Pac 12 better. You can't like just say it like that. It's all, a lot of different factors that come into play. About, yeah. But like, like, UCon- you can just, just judge it based on how many teams make UConn it. UConn and Georgetown alone, like, they were just, the only reason why they made it is because they had late, late season. Like, it's not like they were, they're were, like non conference. They were great. Throughout their conference, they were great. They just had like a ten game stretch where they they pushed especially Georgetown where they pushed themselves to the tournament, yeah, but it's also based on what teams you play to right like if you're if your conference is trash and you have going a ten game win streak that doesn't matter because you're not playing any good teams, yeah, I know, but like I guess it could show that these teams didn't really weren't really made for march to this year yeah, I know it's also it's also like it's also like matchup dependent to like in the NCAA tournament like if you were play if you were to play one team compared to another team. You could you could be winning one game and then be a different story, so it all depends. Yeah, it it is very dependent, but I think it's like interesting to have the the conversation instead of just yeah, saying like, for sure. right, what what it is." Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, but I just I just don't think they're they like I think Gonzaga. I don't know even know if they would even switch because like what's Pac twelve? That's like like what ca- like California around California area, Portland. Arizona. Like Oregon, West Portland, West Coast, because because yeah. um Gonzaga's in in uh in Washington, right? So that's kind of I guess maybe Portland's not too far, but that's kind of far from like California and stuff, like to travel. But I guess they could still do it if they went if that would Gonzaga be, went that to would the, be big, the conference to switch. Yeah, in. no, it, it would be, but like I'm just saying, it's still if, like like if Gonzaga went to the, the, to the Big Twelve, it's like. That'd just be ridiculous, the like the uh, Pac-12. Sorry, oh, like you're be that actually, the Pac-12. Yeah, that's actually ridiculous. No, yeah, so that that, that, that conference is going to be like absolutely unreal to watch. Yeah, but I think geographically it have to make sense because you're not you won't be able to fly all the way down to Texas and stuff to play. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm at Pac-12. I'm at Pac-12. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that would be really fun though. I think it would push some of the big, the Pac-12 teams like um going even further when you have a powerhouse like that going into your, into your conference. Um but yeah, let's let's move on to like I guess we didn't didn't really talk about the championship game that much, but let's move on to the championship game. Um what were you guys' thoughts quickly? I know it's like it was pretty it was a blowout, but definitely a shocker for sure. Should've went to sleep at half.
1: No, they uh man, I, I swear that the game started and I think it was immediately seven nothing and Suggs had two fouls and I was literally I said in the group chat, I was like, this game's over. And yeah, I wasn't even kidding. I was like, this game is yeah, over, guys. Like, this Baylor defense say, is yeah. giving them fits. Suggs, uh, Suggs was having trouble. Obviously, he got into foul trouble quick. Um, mm-hmm. Timmy was absolutely lost.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah said, he yeah, yeah. looked like a
1: hungover Liam playing intramural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, that, and that's generous. And, and that was just they generous. Just, they absolutely blitzed them. And it was yeah. over.
0: Yeah. I think. Not I much think, more for me uh, to add. I don't know. What so do you guys think? I think. Yeah. I, I think. I think the game plan was was great from Scott Drew. Basically, just continue. Yeah. Like Baylor, just be you. Don't. Don't try to conform to what Gonzaga's offense is going to give you and stuff. Like, th- and I and I said this before. Gonzaga's defense is not is not like elite. They're they're just good. No, they're good, not. but they're not elite. And and Baylor, so Baylor could get theirs if they just start hitting their threes, which <laughs> they were doing. Jared Butler hit some huge threes yeah. um in the beginning to get going. Um, so if they just started hitting the threes, I think, like, cause I'm pretty sure, um, in terms of fouls, Baylor, like Gonzaga outweighed Baylor by a lot. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's like the ref's fault, but I'm just saying because Baylor was hitting so many threes, they'd even have to drive to the lane to try to to, 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 yeah. try to create anything. They was just hitting open, like, yeah, not open, rating. but like lightly contested open threes. And they, they had so many, they just get all their points off that. You don't need to go in and get people into foul trouble. They did later on in the second half, but. Man, it was just, it was just like, what a showing. I couldn't have been, I was still nervous because you still like the chance of them coming back, but man, it was, it was like, what a game. Like, I couldn't ask for anything else. I was like so happy. Um, every possession, every stop, I was just clapping and yelling and stuff. Um, um, and there was a lot of them because Baylor played amazing defense and hit some huge threes. So, um, I couldn't ask anymore. I'm so, so happy. All my, all my loyalty has paid off. Um, like I said in the group chat, um, I deserve this more than the players did uh for suffering through years of uh some disappointments and stuff so yeah that's all that's all I gotta say about that. And to all the haters out there who try to bring me down. Um I told you. And then you got you guys your team's not gonna get um a national championship anytime soon so suck it. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Well said (laughs) well said. That was
1: that was tough to listen to but um (laughs) I'm gonna say I just wanted to say also I think uh and this is a player who I don't know maybe a little underappreciated on Baylor. I thought he was the most important player in the championship game. And you know how much I love offensive rebounding and especially from undersized guys who hustle their butts off. And uh, so I I think Mark vital was maybe the most important player in that championship game. He wasn't scoring, but he Mm. grabbed yeah six, seven offensive rebounds. I think he's a
0: monster. And Baylor's not,
1: Baylor's not known as an elite rebounding team all season, right? But Mm -hmm. they, they showed up and they won the rebounding
0: battle because and Mark Vito, who's what 6'5"? Yeah, six yeah. six or something like that. Yeah, they, and they needed him yeah, to like he was, grab rebounds too, because I think they're yeah. like the other bigs got into foul trouble, right, Daniel? So like, if Mark Vito yeah. wasn't on top on top of his game like at that moment, I think I think could have made a little bit of a run. So it was good. It, was, yeah. it just shows like the because Mark Vito is obviously mm-hmm. an All American. I think he's up. He was almost he, was he a was candidate vital. for top player of the year. Yeah, he was Vito.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Mark Vito? Wasn't he a candidate for player of the year? Like he was in the short list, is like the top twenty. Mars Yeah, wasn't he? No, no, no. It was um, it was like there it was, it was just Jared, Jared Butler and then Davion Mitchell was like a. I thought he was shortlisted for like the top yeah. like top twenty five. But anyway, anyway, maybe, defensive he was he was, maybe pi- defensive. he was he was pivotal to to for that game in order for Baylor to to, to to keep their lead. In. Yeah. And um, I think Baylor no, just sure, yeah. just picked a great time to start hitting threes. To be honest, <laughs> like they started, they <laughs> were really poor um, throughout the tournament, and they didn't really, um, I guess, need it until until I, even Houston. They probably didn't need it either, but it was nicer for them to show up and get hot at the right time. And yeah, I think Baylor absolutely deserves it. And Davion Mitchell, I was praising him all tournament. <laughs> that guy's absolutely unreal. Yeah. And I hope he goes yeah. top 10 in the draft oh, because yeah, yeah. oh, in any team, I think he'll be, I don't think he'll bust in my opinion. Like that defense. No, he's that, a like, can't fail. He's a can't fail,
1: a can't yeah. fail prospect. Yeah. Just That's based something on his like, work yeah. ethic and I think, his defense. I think,
0: I think the teams that are going late in the draft are actually kind of pissed seeing Davion Mitchell's performance. Cause I'm sure they did their homework prior, but now like they're seeing yeah. his yeah. draft stock rise. They're like, damn, we're not getting him unless we draft up. So unfortunately yeah. the teams that are good this year, well not really feel sorry for them cause they're good, but Davion Mitchell's gonna be good on whatever team he joins. And even if he doesn't make an all-star team, I think he'll be, he'll be good on a franchise to help him make a run to, to an NBA title. Yeah. He was even getting, he yeah. was even getting loved by uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell wore his jersey. Yes. You mean, um, yeah. Davion wore his, Donovan Mitchell's jersey. 45 and Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: They, uh, no, yeah, all throughout the tournament, the plays that he made, the plays that guys uh, like Vital made, like it's the crazy. hustle plays from those two guys, and then at times like the scoring and the shot making from Butler, Teague, and uh, uh and I guess yeah. Oh, and Meyer, yeah, that's the one I was looking for. It was just like,
0: oh man, Flagler, I Meyer. don't, I
1: don't want to admit it, but this team is going to be very tough to beat, and they were, yeah. and they and I, were and beaten.
0: I, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, I think also, like, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but like Gonzaga never. I think Gonzaga was pretty soft. Like other than Jalen Suggs, I think Ju Jamie's like w- was pretty soft that game. Kisper was soft. They didn't really have people to grind. Um, like like they some of the players they other didn't than Jalen Suggs. Vital and other and than uh, Jalen Suggs, yeah. That type. Yeah. Suggs, Suggs, yeah. Is, the one, Suggs right? is the only one. I think Suggs is the only one that showed up to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like he and he like he he deserves whatever. Like if he goes to first in the in the draft, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. Like he, he's actually like, like a quality mm-hmm. player. Like, I, I don't want to, like, I know I've been, like, like shitting on Houston, but I think even if Houston matched up against Gonzaga, I think Gonzaga would have had a tough time. Because Houston was that, like, dog grinding team, like, we'll get into you, um, bother you. Like, I think Drew Timmy can't really handle that type of thing. And the same with Corey Kispert. I think, like, out of the big three, I think only Suggs was able to. And if if you have a team that's, depending on offensive boards, like, Gonzaga was letting Baylor have whatever they wanted on the offensive glass, especially early. But Baylor, a rebound them, like, eight, it was, like, eight to, like, nothing. And like on, or something like that, on offensive boards or something. It was like, it was something ridiculous. Like, Gonzaga wasn't doing anything. Um, so, I don't know. I just think they were super soft. Um, they, they didn't come out to play other than Jalen Suggs. And, um, yeah, it was just like, it was unfortunate for Gonzaga's part. I think they just didn't, they, like I said, I don't think they were battle tested. They'd never played a team like that. And, um, I think it would have helped, would have benefited Gonzaga if they played earlier. Uh, Baylor and Gonzaga played earlier, so. Yeah, I think so too. That, I to think either. that changes everything if they play when they're supposed to play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't be happier. It was a it was a great championship game, and I think that the most deserving team won. Um, wasn't any luck or anything; it was complete dominance. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next year. Um, we we didn't really plan for this, but quickly, based on like kind of what you guys saw overall in college basketball, and maybe some of the recruiting class, who do you guys think is going to be really good next year? Or do you think Gonzaga will stay on top? Um, um will it win it all. I'm it's gonna to say, say
1: I got a couple for you. I got a couple I've, yeah, I've been looking for, at the futures markets, of course, yes, and uh <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: already in there. Fun to watch. I like Ohio I like Ohio State. I think uh Liddell and Washington sound like they're gonna come back. I think uh mm-hmm. they're the something to prove team. You know, like when Virginia lost to uh to umbc as a one seed and then came back with pretty much all their players returned and uh and had something to prove i think there's a little bit of that here with ohio state so uh i like them next season and i've already got a or I'll, I'll be having a little wager on them nice.
0: um
1: yeah so there's one for me
0: how are you andres um i haven't actually been like taking a look too much but i did i know we were looking at like top 100 recruits for next season mm-hmm. and something that jumped out to me is that um like michigan has like an So it depends for me. Like Michigan, it depends who stays for Michigan um, because I guess we won't find out for like at least another month or so. Um, But they they have a top recruiting class, but it's not like the recruiting classes that we've seen in the past. Like Kentucky, like at times, Kansas even, not not to the same extent, but Duke, they all have like three, at least like three or four players in the top 15. And Michigan only has Mm -hmm. two in the top 10. And there are eight, nine. So they are five-star recruits, but like it's not like the recruiting class that I think everyone sees in the headlines on ESPN. Like when they say like Michigan has outright top recruits, yeah, maybe this year, but compared to like other years, like Kentucky years or Duke like Dukes at past seasons, I don't think it's as yeah. strong as as people think it is. So it honestly depends, and you can see this year how big transfer wars transfers were in the tournament. So I think if teams if teams can get a couple transfers, like um, it might be better than five-star recruits in my opinion. As you saw with Jared yeah. Butler alone, and um, yeah, t. yeah, yeah, I mean it's so T. This uh, is my opinion, but Michigan will be good, but I don't think they're like, I don't know, I I don't see, I, I don't, I'm cutting down the buzz a little bit in my opinion.
1: I know that um, okay. Gonzaga is in the transfer market for. Uh, sounds like they're going to sign Walker Kessler from North Carolina, so. And they've got some yeah. good recruits coming. In. So Gonzaga's yeah, going to be the good again. One,
0: they have the number one, they have the number one recruit coming to them, most likely. He yeah. hasn't announced, but it's rumored that he's going to, they're going to get him. Um, UCLA, name,
1: but... UCLA should be good again.
0: Yeah. UCLA. With, uh, is I think yeah.
1: Juzang will probably leave, but they had, uh, who was it? They had someone injured, uh, that was supposed to be their best player was hurt all season. Um, I know people were talking about him a lot, but, uh, can't remember his name. It was a basic name like Smith or something.
0: Well, <laughs> but, that's uh, even good for that's good for UCLA. So yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think those those are definitely good. Uh, good What's Baylor living, looking um, like
1: next
0: year, Dan? Baylor's looking re- still really good. This is actually probably one of the better recruiting classes they've ever had, actually. And I think, I mean, I don't know if it's there's probably no no coincidence that um, they're doing it after off a, a great NCAA run. I, I don't know exactly when they these players signed, but they have. Uh, two player like around, I think two or three players in the, in the top fifty. Um, going to them, two of them are around the twenties and twenty twenty three in Langston Love and uh twenty in Kendall Brown. So I think they with those two players, um, you have Butler, Teague, Vital, and Davion Mitchell leaving, um, which was expected. Like I, uh, I was expecting, uh, Maxio Teague is graduating, Vital is graduating as well, and then um Davion Mitchell and obviously Butler going to the draft. So I think without I don't think Meyer is going to be going to the draft. And if he does, maybe he'll like opt to go back in. I think you still have a lot of improvement to do, but you have, if say Meyer comes back, you have a flagler, which was basically like a starting guard in college, but he was coming off the bench. Um, and then you have Chama Chachua. Um, so you have like those, the core, that core three on top of, um, some recruits they had last year. And then these two, like, top, top 25 recruits. I think, um, Baylor's could, going to be looking pretty good uh, next year. I think they'll still be, uh, and they have obviously a great coach, so I think they're still going to be like a top 10 team. I don't think, they won't be a powerhouse like they were this year, but I think they're still going to be pretty competitive, um, as long as you can count on the development of Chama Chachua, uh, Flagler a little bit, and then Meyer, because I think Meyer's actually going to be so- someone pretty special.
1: Um, yeah, Meyer's good. Yeah, yeah,
0: he has like the lane, he's 6'9", he has the dribbling yeah. skills, he can he's shoot it. match. Um Yeah, he he's playing people, mostly yeah. like up against guards and stuff this whole season, so I think I think he could be pretty special. I think he should say one more year and then go for the draft. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think that's what's the outlook for Baylor looking like next year. And I think it's going to be – I'm pretty excited. Honestly, pretty excited to watch.
1: Meyer, Meyer reminds me of uh, – <laughs> reminds me of, like, the don't judge a player on his appearance type of thing that yeah. I learned. It reminds me of my – one of the first times i played basketball with you guys and i don't know if he listens to this podcast but
0: oh, i know I've you're never told already. him this
1: but uh did, you I know what him. i'm getting at yeah when yeah. we went and uh we went and balled out with matthew pepper the pepper shaker <laughs> the Pepper shaker. And <laughs> yeah. i was looking at him like i'm like oh yeah i'll guard this guy and i said like yeah, yeah and i got him and you were kind of like dude i don't know like watch out and i was like come on look at this guy, skinny legs uh He's got, he's yeah. got the, I think Matt Pepper had the, um,
0: Glass, glasses. The, glasses oh, had the transition the, glasses on. The transition yeah.
1: lenses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I got this guy. Literally one of the best players I've ever played with. And I, I oh, don't yeah. play basketball obviously with a lot of good players cause I'm not good and yeah. just played kind of shoot around, but that guy was awesome, man. And he was, yeah, he was so, so good. He did yeah. jump so high, best ball handler passing. So shout out Matt Pepper uh yeah so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give uh the inaugural ncaa tournament i'm gonna give the matt pepper award to a guy who shares his name matthew meyer and the uh (laughs) don't judge a don't judge a player on how he looks because he'll absolutely ball out make you look stupid matt pepper was crossing me up and uh just destroyed i love it and all around great guy matt pepper too so Mm
0: yeah for sure yeah um yeah one, one of uh one of our good friends matt pepper um shout out to him uh so I think I think that's that's a good award we gotta give it out every year. So uh, Matthew yeah. Ma- Matthew Myers w- a well deserving one. Um, I think um a, we, we once so, <laughs> what an honor. Um, I think so we'll move on from like that. I just want to see what your guys' opinions were. I think we have some pretty exciting college but college basketball coming next year. Um, even in the next month, it's gonna be some big developments and transfers, recruit signing, um, seeing what players are going to the G League. Um, and then so speaking of that, I think we'll we'll move on to the what players kind of helped their stock from the March Madness and maybe players that decreased it a little bit or didn't help it at all. Um, but it's important to note that in a lot of mock drafts now you see, cause I, cause I believe before um, you had players like Jalen green and Jonathan Kaminga, two players that are in the G league um, were probably in the mix for like top three. I would say it's safe to say that, but with this NCAA tournament, it's interesting to see that all like now Jalen green and Jonathan Kaminga are projected to go like four or five, um 4 or 5 and then you have players that were still projected to be high but to have overtaken them easily which is like the Kate Cunningham who had an amazing run um in the Big 12 tournament and and yeah. near the end of the Big 12 you have um Evan Mobley who had a really good March Madness and then you had um and then you have um uh, Jalen Suggs obviously one of the best players in the tournament so those are are projected the top 3 now compared to like the G League players so it's really interesting interesting to see how March Madness really shaped up player stock and now we're, we're going to go and in, get into um, who we think increased their stock or maybe even faltered their stock a little bit, didn't help it. So we'll start off with you, you Andre. Do you have anyone in mind who maybe one of those like either helped the stock or didn't help it that much? So I did want to say, I think this makes kind of a great case for yeah. college basketball. Love it. Um, Love like, it right? like I think um, just, like, just, just to expand on what you're saying, like, yeah, those players mm-hmm. dropped one or two spots. My people might think it's not a big deal, but like that's you're you're kind of counting millions in that point. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like dro- like mm-hmm. yeah. going from like number one to number four. Say say Jalen Green was number one, but I don't I don't think he ever was. But like just just a comparison, like you're dropping like ten million in three positions. So it is it is kind of a big yeah. deal if you're dropping a couple spots. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. this is a great case for college basketball, in my opinion. And I hope and I always want the outlet to be G League as well. But just it'll just show that maybe college basketball will get you. Uh, more exposure and more and more sure. and more experience um the experience could be debated i guess but um yeah i think so i'm just gonna go to the player i guess i came to me i i, I don't want to take daniels because i already i'm just gonna leave one for him so i'm not gonna take <laughs> i'm not gonna take that but um i don't know i was kind of surprised by seeing um because i was i was high on this player all. all Kind of season because I was on Texas kind of bandwagon for the majority of the season. But Greg yeah. Brown kind of fell out of like the top 15, top 10, even. I think it was projected at eight or seventh at one point. Um, but now it's kind of even hard to see him on the first page of of mock drafts. So a fall there is kind of big, um, for me. And that's because obviously because Texas got out of the first round, in my opinion. So that, that kind of hurt him a lot. And was something that I would kind of surprise, um, I had, I see Wagner Wagner in the friggin' top ten, which I didn't expect at all. But he had a great good <laughs> showing in the in the in the tournament. So honestly, all kudos to him to making it there. I see him in the round to like eight to twelve range, and I think he's deserving. He had a great tournament. He can shoot for a big man. Um. So yeah, that was a surprise for me. And depending what team, I guess like we were mentioning before, depending what teams there, will will determine w- where he gets drafted. But he deserves to be a lottery pick in my opinion. France. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think I kind of just want to add one and then we'll get to yours, Liam. I think one player, cause I think you guys are all expect me to say Baylor player, but I'll leave that for after. But I just want to highlight another Big 12 player who I think helped to stop, stock drastically. Um, and that's Austin <coughs> Reeves. I think he had a really, really good, like, I know he only played two games, Yeah. but I think he had a really, really good tournament. He dropped 23 <coughs> against, um, who was it? Was it, uh, VCU? No, was it VCU? Uh, he dropped, uh, who did they play in the first, uh, Missouri uh, in the first round? Missouri. Missouri, sorry. Missouri. So he dropped 23 against Missouri and then he dropped, uh, a 27 piece against Gonzaga. He Obviously, he looked like that first half. He, he was basically in, like only one keeping them like relatively close to Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, he basically had the ball in his hands every possession and made something happen, whether it was an assist or there was a bucket when he was on, on the court. So I think, I think he helped his, uh, draft stock, um, tremendously. I think another, tra- sure. another transfer for you too. Yeah, another there, transfer. Uh, um, I'm trying to see what um, his draft stock is now. Um, but I believe before it was in the, it was either not, not drafted to like near the end. And now he's like probably mid mid second round to like lower second. Yeah, round He 30s. wasn't projected to getting drafted. Um, I'm pretty sure looking, yeah. I was looking at it in January. So yeah. yeah. And now he's like in like th- around thirties. So that's like a, that's a, r- a drastic imp- uh, improvement. And that's just goes to show Andre's point. Um, the, the tournament has helped a lot of players dog go up just because of the exposure and the opportunity you get to showcase your skills in a, in a big tournament. So, um, yeah, shout out to Austin Reeves. I think he helped us out a lot and I think he's going to be a good player in the NBA and rather, um, than having to test his, himself in the G league and grind himself, he's going to be able to get a guaranteed contract most likely and be able to show himself maybe in an NBA team, depending who is drafted. So that's my, that's my one. And then we'll go, we'll go, but we'll just do one and then we'll go back. So Liam, who, who's your, just give us one for now and then we'll go back to Andre's outer. Yeah,
1: I'll give you guys one here. And uh, obviously at this point, you know that I love drawing comparisons with seasons past or teams past. And so I'm thinking <laughs> of a PAC 12 player whose team was not very good throughout the season. Uh, his team needed to win the PAC 12 tournament and did win the PAC 12 tournament. To okay. get a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament, and okay. was the leading guard and a senior, or sorry, the leading guard and an upperclassman on his team. So this is Pey- this was Peyton Pritchard's trajectory two years ago in his tournament. Uh, it's what he did for Oregon, and I know Peyton Pritchard played again last year, but he was a guy I really liked in in last year's draft just because what I'd seen him do with Oregon. And, uh, I think that there's a lot of comparisons that can be drawn between him and Ethan Thompson and his run for, for Oregon State, another Oregon Pac 12 team this, uh, this season. Cause, uh, yeah, Ethan Thompson, he actually, I was looking into him. He, he, uh, he entered into the, his name in the process for the 2019 draft, didn't get enough interest, so withdrew. He entered his name mm-hmm. in the 2020 draft discussion, didn't get enough interest and withdrew. And now, yeah, I think that run is almost, it's freaky how much it mirrors the, the Oregon run from a couple of years ago. They made the, that Oregon team made the Sweet 16. This Oregon state team went even a step farther and made the, the Elite eight. So, and Ethan Thompson was, especially against Loyola Chicago, best player on the floor, uh, won them that game. So, uh, I think this could be the year that he gets drafted. He's projected to be late first on, on the first round bubble, uh, late first round, early second round and, uh, he's a bit bigger than, than Pritchard was obviously most, most players are, but, uh, he's got the same kind of fight and I know he's a senior and, and an older, older draft prospect, but these are the, these are the guys I look out for guys that are winners in college, turned it on when they, they needed their, their team needed them. And, uh, I think these, and we've seen Pritchard do well with the Celtics this year. So I think Thompson could be one of those guys that, uh, lands on an NBA team late first round pick next year. And, uh, and contributes right away, just
0: just through work ethic, attitude, and uh, yeah. I like that. Bet on yourself. Yeah. Yep. And talk, and talk about another senior too, I guess just transitioning, like uh, Liam's boy too. Um, this guy was like probably not even close on anyone's draft boards, but now Max A. Smith, I'm seeing here, is projected yeah. to go yeah. late first round. And talk about like a tournament making making he's your not draft a draft yeah. stock He's oh, a he's sophomore. Not? Oh, okay. I thought he was. I thought he was. Yeah, he's a, he's a, no, a okay. sophomore. Well, well, if he puts his hat in the ring, he he could. I think this is like the time. I don't think he should go another year, in my opinion. Like this is a time to no. get your money, get on an yeah. NBA roster, yeah. and um, make so make much an as impact. I'd love to see him back. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it, he's like, not gonna have another opportunity. Like just th- that, like much. that, just absolutely the helped him out so much, and um, yeah, I hope to, I hope he can get yeah. a he can get a make the right decision and go to the NBA. Obviously, he knows more details, and a potential agent knows more details than we do um so we'll see if he doesn't if clearly if he doesn't go into the draft he, there's something that we don't know and maybe some NBA teams are not looking at him but uh, from all things showing I think he, he should put his name in and um and I, and I love the rule that you mentioned uh Liam like the that you can withdraw from the NBA draft um after you put your name yes. in I know that just changed in recent uh, I years I think I think as, yes. I think as long as you don't hire an agent I think you can yeah like you can't hire an agent yeah, yeah. so I think it's Which I just think it's stupid good. anyway
1: like you should still be able to withdraw, even if you hire an agent.
0: I think, but you're right; it is it is progress. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. So yeah, There's probably more that's, like that's, things are going to play. But that's one name that yeah, I, I that came going. to mind just looking at the the draft board. So good on him. Hopefully, you can make a roster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. And us, yeah, that's a, that's a good show. Um, and like I agree with Andre's sentiment that you have to do it this year. Like you're not gonna have another opportunity. Like Orop is not gonna go on another run. Um, like he's like Liam pointed out, he's a sophomore. He's still young, and I know NBA um scouts love love the youth so um yeah i think is, is there any time you're going to do it you go you go this year um but there's one there's a I couple players that do you want to highlight oh sorry go ahead liam
1: well i was gonna say i don't know what if they bring back obanner and aspis next year they could be the the mid-major team that makes a run like they already made a run this year next year with a little bit more yeah, experience but it, you don't want yeah. to play with your money and i i, I agree bike. though this yeah, you're yeah. right like you don't really want to bank get on a another contract elite contract a, or a sweet 16 yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, I I wanted I did want to point out a couple players that did I think in my opinion hurt their stock. Um, one of them being AO Desumu. I think he was projected yeah. to be around a top, top, 10. top ten pick. Yeah, top going into 10. the yeah. NCAA tournament. Good call. Man. Um, I see him in draft boards between fifteen to like twenty now. Um, he was going for a lottery pick to maybe a like a mid first round pick. Um. Not not to say no one's gonna draft him high. Like if if a team likes a player, they're gonna draft them no matter what. But it just we're just talking about mock drafts and predictions here. So I think Ayo Desunmu definitely heard a draft. I think the first game didn't really matter. You're playing a 16 seed, whatever, and then just absolutely looking invisible, just looking like another guy against loyal Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and then couldn't really showcase his skills otherwise. A double double the nat- eternal, on the national scale.
1: Yeah. I'm so gonna,
0: um, yeah. Go I'm ahead. gonna go
1: out there and just say Ayo NBA bust. You Ooh. think so? Yeah, way too I know early I prediction, but I know, I know you yeah. don't like to hear the B-word, and uh, but yeah. I'm mean, you know, I mean, I'm a hot take guy, I like to get out there early, <laughs> I have true. a yes,
0: new NBA true. bust. Wow. Okay, but we like, got it okay, right here. You, you, here's the thing, here's the thing, if you're, if you're getting drafted the in like the 20s, if you're getting drafted yeah. in the 20s, is it really a bust? No, we'll, we'll yeah, see what's in the NBA. Well, we'll oh, I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying, yeah. No, yeah, you're
1: right. We'll see where he gets drafted, but... um.
0: I, yeah. think, I think I think he's a bust. Yeah, right, Dre, that he was right. going to be. You can't be. I think he was a bust, a bust solely because he was like projected to be, projected to be like a top ten early. Like and now yeah. obviously he. So now but, it could so be the that's bust has already started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think you're heading towards more p- of a potential steal in the draft if if because of this, um, than a bust. Just because like it's if you're, 20, it if you're drafting at twenty if you're drafting at twenty, why not? Like you're not really risking much, and you're the, the team that's drafting. Well, say he does fall in the twenties. As you drafting him, it's top ten in the NBA. So unless you get obviously the tra- picks trade and stuff like that. But like you're <laughs> most likely a top ten in the NBA. And it just doesn't really hurt you um if you if he if yeah. he doesn't turn out. So I think you're more likely of a steal than than a bust. In that position. And this year and this year was a and this year was a very good draft too. This year's gonna be a very good draft too. So it's not like a slight to say he's gonna be in like the, the late teens or 20s because... Like, if this was last year's draft, I think he'd probably be going higher. If it's even yeah. if he was like the same player. I agree. Um, but yeah, this year's draft's gonna be pretty good. Another point, I, another person I did want to point out whose stock has probably decreased a little bit, and that's Corey Kispert. I know I've shown a lot of hate to Corey Kispert in <laughs> this tournament, but, but it's, 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 it's real, it's a relative fact that he's been very, he was very quiet. I'm not saying he like didn't do anything, but he was very quiet to the, the scale and like the, what we expected of him going into as like one of the national players of the year uh, candidates. Um, he was relatively quiet. Um, he allowed basically Drew Timmy and Jalen Suggs carry Gonzaga throughout all their wins. Um, and I think he was projected and I'm saying this also in my opinion, but also from what I've seen in in the mock drafts, he was projected to be like a top seven, top eight pick, um, going into the tournament. And now I see him falling to like around like between the 10 and 15, um, spots. Um, on people's mock draft, I don't think he's going to be a bust at all. I think his his game actually reflects the NBA's pretty well Transigns because he's well. yeah, like, yeah. He's not he's six seven. Um, he's not like he he can handle the ball, but he's not great, and he's not a great defender. But he can sh- he can really shoot. And sure. in an NBA, yeah, and in the an NBA, where in the regular season there's not much defense being played, anyways, um, you don't really have to like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like you that. don't really have to showcase. Right
1: <laughs> yeah, like, you don't really have to showcase.
0: And in the, in the age of like the NBA. Um, transitioning like major threes. If you can shoot it and you're six, seven, I think you're, you're, you feel well in, on any team really, even if it's going to be just like a bench role. Um, I don't think he'll, I don't, he could be a star. I don't think he would be, but I think he's just going to cover a nice role for himself. I was like, maybe like a, a, Doug, a Dougie, a McDermott or something. I think like he'll that. be a
1: starter. I think he'll be an NBA starter. So? I'm higher on him than you. you. Think so? I know we've been uh, going at each other over team, him for the whole tournament,
0: but yeah, it depends on the team I, as well. He yeah, could be a, 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 could a, be a Kevin situation. Herter. Starter, yeah, but pretty decent. Gets his numbers, but I mean, don't think he'll ever win a NBA title unless he goes to the Lakers or Clippers.
1: Kevin Herter, you're oh, just he saying won't that because they're he both white. An <laughs> It's
0: an yes. easy comparison. That's exactly Douglement. Douglement. Yeah, it's actually uh, not a bad
1: yes.
0: comparison
1: though. Good shooters, big guys. Herter's yeah. a bit more of a ball
0: handler, I think though. Yeah, I think Herter's I think is better. The than, Red Rocket. Um, is probably going to be, but. Uh yeah, so I think I think his stock dro- has dropped a little bit. Um, I don't I don't think it's gonna be as devastating as Ao Ao Jisumi's was, but I I definitely think those are the two players that we we're thinking of stars coming into the March Madness who we could have thought maybe elevated their picks from like a ten to like maybe like a, a six or seven, um, but that didn't happen. So um, well I guess we like I shouldn't say it didn't happen, but we just don't know. But I don't think it will happen. So and, and th- those are my like kind of two yeah. two um, those, those are good pickouts, Dan. I like yeah. those. I was gonna mention one more a player that like sometimes you see an early exit kind of like deteriorates like your stock like Greg Brown I mentioned before, but like Keon Johnson Mm -hmm. kind of is staying in the same position he was prior to the tournament and even in January so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see um how things fluctuate or not fluctuate in this case um clearly they see something special in Keon Johnson so even regardless of an early exit for Tennessee so. Um, yeah, it could happen the other way as well. Just because you get an early exit doesn't mean you'll fall. If you have talent, the talent's always gonna stay. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's a, it's like kind of in Austin Reeves' case too, right? You get only he only played two games, but he the two games he played, he like he played amazing. So like he didn't have yeah. to really do much more than than just play those two games and play well. Yeah,
1: I think I, I don't know how how much longer we're going on this segment, Dan. But before
0: no, just before, take your time. I actually like really enjoy this. Yeah, so. you guys yeah, I enjoy this too. Mean.
1: Uh, cause I'd say, I was going to say, I know we did some deep dives. We'd be remiss not to mention, obviously we already touched on Mitchell, who is going to be great in the NBA. I think, uh, Zhang was making elite NBA shots for yeah, pretty yeah. Much have the to whole mention. tournament. I appreciate sure he's like yeah. the most some scoring, of the obvious uh,
0: ones, the most scoring player in it. And like a tournament history. Yeah. I think, so right. I, I, I think the only person that beats him, actually, I think it was a like Kareem Abdul- Abdul-Jabbar, I think was not, the only other not, one. A, not a bad list to be on. Not a bad yeah, uh,
1: Lou <laughs> <laughs> Alcindor and uh and um Johnny Juzang. <laughs> yeah
0: uh,
1: did where did Kareem go? Or Lou He was UCLA, right? Luol yeah, Sindor? he was UCLA
0: as well. So there
1: you go. Yeah. Uh, something in the UCLA uh water mm-hmm.
0: there. UCLA blood. Um, yeah.
1: but also uh Suggs, I think, was uh in terms of top top prospects. I think he really showed out and I hope that moves him up a little bit because I really liked how he played. Uh, the other guy who I have close to my heart that I did want to mention is, uh, and I hope there's an NBA spot for him. I'm not so sure of it, but Cam Crutwig from Loyola, Chicago. My boy. Uh, he's probably doesn't have the athleticism, but I'll tell you, he's got the footwork and he's got the post passing and uh, shades of Jokic maybe. So uh
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't I'm know if small, he'll be the yeah, next but...
1: Jokic, but. Yeah, smaller yeah. for sure, but hope I don't know. I'd love to see him get a, a bench role on a team. To uh, yeah, you know, Sister
0: Gene sending out some prayers.
1: not know
0: how. Yeah, He's bit of off an NBA series. bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll well, well, yeah I know. We'll see. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah, I think he'll definitely get a shot for sure. You'll see. You'll see him in some of the NBA you'll uh, see him uh, draft get, workouts get and, and the five-on-fives. Yeah. So we'll see. That, see that, I think. Probably. I say, where are we seeing uh, Luca Garza go? Ooh, I didn't yeah, see him a good, in a lot of draft way. boards to be honest. It just like, talking about, is, talk about a senior that's like to your Austin Reeves point that's been showing out like like not just the yeah. tournament but all season. And to think that and he's not season. even on a draft board <laughs> and last season. So to think is not even on a draft board. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of remarkable. I think I think now I see him now in like the late in the fifties. So like late late second round. That's that's definitely right. worthy a second round flyer. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I so mean, like, I think, well, yeah. let's see right now, like, cause like right now we can see, um, like it's kind of forming out the bottom three. So where do you like? It's just showing that Minnesota, Detroit, and Houston are obviously the worst teams in the NBA, and I don't think it's just going to change much. But if Minnesota ends up getting the number one pick, who 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 do you go for? Ooh. Especially uh, coming Minnesota from uh, uh, the Minnesota fan, it, it, it mis- it'd be interesting to see. If Minnesota is getting, or sorry, if Minnesota is getting or not getting, if they are getting, like because they're the worst team right now, and it's gonna like there's a one or two game difference, but like just say hmm. Minnesota gets it right now, who, who are you drafting?
1: Yeah. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them take Cunningham or subs. Um Just I don't think D'Angelo yeah, Russell's yeah. the answer for the for the Timberwolves guys. Like I know you like them, Dan, but hmm. Russell, like I don't even know if he makes them. A very obviously he doesn't really make them a much better team. I think uh I think Sug I probably even Suggs. I, think, I don't think he goes I would say Suggs.
0: his hustle
1: and his his heart, like that's what that team needs more of. Cade, I think, yeah, I think also I, Cade might be a bit more skilled than uh than than Suggs and have a bit more like he's a bit bigger. Six eight too. Um, yeah. Yeah, like he's he's very very big for, for being a ball handler, but uh Suggs has got that that bulldog to no pun intended in him that he's uh <laughs> like he's it. I think he brings much more fight, and I don't know the Timberwolves don't need guys like more scorers that aren't gonna play much defense. They already got Anthony Edwards, Russell. I mean, Towns plays a little bit of defense, but I think they uh I think they need hustle players, and Suggs is like a top end hustle with actual shot making, ball handling skills. So. Suggs for me. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we don't I think- get the first overall pick because then they wouldn't pick Suggs just like they should have <laughs> picked Lamello and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, I think the pressure of number one would be too much for them. Hopefully they get like three.
0: Yeah, well, it could be. It could, this could be like a, a blessing in disguise for not picking Lamelo. Right, if you pick Lamelo, you wouldn't pick Suggs or Kate Cunningham at all. If you felt, if you felt like, I don't think they would have been that much. Yeah, better but you have Lamelo, so team. it
1: wouldn't be a blessing.
0: <laughs> yeah. do, 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 do you think? Do you think? Well, okay, then that comes down. Do you think Lamelo is more special than someone like Kate Cunningham or Jalen Suggs? Yeah,
1: uh, I think so. I would take. I, well, no, I would take Lamelo on my team right obviously. now if it meant we didn't get Suggs or, or Cunningham. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I
0: think so too. Okay, fair. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Just to answer your question, Andrews. um. I think either Cunningham or Suggs are great additions to um to Minnesota. Like I think even if you had Kate Cunningham, I think D'Angelo Russell could play like a, a shooting guard role. And just did they just do like combo guards, um, just play off each other. Um Cade would run run the run the show, but you didn't you have D'Angelo Russell make some clutch shots. Um D'Angelo is a pretty good three-point shooter, so I think Jalen Suggs though is a better fit. Um I think they need someone who's like gets down and dirty, plays defense. Um, they could play yeah. him with because Jalen Suggs could play shooting guard and point guard. That he doesn't need the ball in his hands. Um, so I think, and he's played he's played in a team that um, obviously, um, the Gonzaga players aren't as good as NBA players, but he is playing a team where he shared the point guard role with um, was it Nemhart, I believe, um, where they they shared like uh, ball handling and um, controlling the game duties. So I think he, I think Jalen Suggs would be the better the better fit in, in, uh, Minnesota with being able to play off DeAngelo Russell, someone who's very skilled, but doesn't play defense. And you know, Jalen Suggs will play defense. So I think, and then you just play like Anthony Edwards at the three. Um, I yeah. think that'll be a pretty good, a pretty good young core there. Um, I think <laughs> Jalen Suggs will fit the best there, but yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like hate CK Cunningham either. I just don't think Evan Mo- There's no space for like Evan Mo. And how many? Okay, so or, um, so now moving forward, Kuminga. how many first round picks does the Timberwolves need to at least get in a playoff spot? Like, this is getting pretty No, ridiculous. that's why I chuckled. Yeah, honestly. Honestly. That's why I chuckled when
1: Dan says, "Yeah, if you throw Suns into that mix, it's a pretty good young core." But we've been saying that about the Timberwolves every draft piece they've added yeah, for the last
0: honestly. five
1: yeah. years. Oh yeah, Towns built around him. That's a nice young core. Oh no, we've added uh, we've added Russell. We've added Culver. Oh, it's a nice young core. Oh, uh, no, Edwards. we got Edwards. Still, look yeah. where they are in the standings. <laughs> So, so um, I agree, Dan. On paper, it does look like a nice young core, but until the Minnesota Timberwolves make the playoffs, I I don't think I they could sign LeBron James next year, and I wouldn't believe they'd make the
0: playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, so it's killer. to the point where show me something, or like I'm not I'm not no longer believing. I, I mean, the, cl- the closest chances was when <laughs> I'm pretty sure Towns was like a rookie, and, and they had Andrew Wiggins. Like that team, that team no, has well, more but, potential. They made the playoffs with Butler. They just Yeah, Jay yeah, sorry, that it. Was, Yeah. And then, then then now you're just seeing bottom 3 placing for the the previous yeah, like, three years. Yeah. been getting worse. Well, honestly, honestly, they're, they're lucky they're bottom 3 this year because they don't have their pick. It's top three protected yeah. this year, so they're <laughs> yeah, absolutely that's lucky. Yeah, true. you got to think they, about that too. Day. Yeah. Oh god. golden state will be getting that uh getting that pick if yeah, it's but, not bottom. But, well, you um, know the lottery, to the lottery the lottery's really tricky nowadays, so you never yeah, know. that's true. But the I think, but I think if, if, if they have the best odds, I don't think they fall out the top three though. Like I mean, maybe they might not get one or two, but I don't like if you, those with those odds. You don't. I don't think you fall out the top three. That's pretty. That's pretty devastating.
1: Hey, now we know where Austin Ribello got that idea from. He was just doing what the Timberwolves <laughs> did with, with his uh, yeah. when he traded me uh, his first round pick for Otto Porter and Josh. Except, except the Timberwolves yeah. actually yeah.
0: protected. Yeah. It. Except he, except he, he doesn't have a Carl Anthony Towns on his team, which is weird. And he not and he didn't protect it. <laughs> yeah, he so didn't protect it, which is the most important thing he should have done. But yeah, not, yeah, know, yeah. We should actually do that more in our fantasy. Though. That'd be fun. We no one's done protected picks. That would yeah. be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, but also like I would be. I would be uh, I would be kicking myself if I didn't mention obviously my boy Davion Mitchell, which was one of the highlights of the tournament. Um, he was projected to probably be like second round, like mid second round to late second round before Jeez. the tournament started, and now he's projected to to be like a top. I would say top fifteen block. Some people have him it's in like around eight, seven, but I've also seen people have him at like fourteen as well. So just say I'm just gonna be safe and say top fifteen. But like, even then, like what a jump, like from from going from like a second round pick to a top 15, top 10 pick. Um, He deserves every bit of it. He showed up in the biggest moments. Um, You can tell he's like absolutely dog defensively. I think a lot of NBA teams are going to love that. Um And he reminds me of someone like, like Kyle Lowry. He's a little bit, a little bit taller than Kyle Lowry, like an inch or two, but he's that's someone like, who's maybe a little bit undersized um for NBA standards, but gets up in you, plays defense. And honestly, like pointed out in during the tournament, his playmaking ability was ridiculous. You didn't see that much, um, like, I watched a lot of Baylor games, and I didn't see that type of playmaking um, that he's been, he has been—he was doing, getting double-digit assists. Um, I believe who was against Arkansas, or was it against – I think it was against Arkansas, right? Um, getting the double-digit assists. So, it was just crazy what Damian Mitchell put on display to in me, NCAA 10. Well-deserved for, for his stock rise. Yeah, absolutely. To me, kind of, like, it's kind of – it's isn't going to be maybe an overestimation of what he could possibly be. I think the Carolina one's a safer one just because – like Kyle Lowry's a great player like a good uh really good player but he's not like an all-time player but I'm gonna kind of compare it to Chris Paul I think he has like the kind of intangible yeah well like just like his passing ability yeah I uh, love it though yeah his passing (laughs) ability and his defense like alone kind of just showed in this tournament and I know Chris Paul like is not known to hit threes like Kyle Lowry's like a straight up shooter Chris Paul kind of is a little bit hesitant on shooting the three but he can obviously shoot it still but um, and Davion Mitchell is like uh, a good three-point shooter, not a great one. So, and he doesn't need the volume shooting like Kyle Lowry kind of needs. So that's why I kind of want to p- like put him against, or not put him with, like Chris Paul, I guess. Um, I might be eating my words, but I think honestly, mm-hmm. I, I kind of have faith in Davion Mitchell. to on this? I, right. I hope you're not. I would, I would love for Baylor to have like a, a legend in the NBA. Well, or an all star Yeah,
1: he's- Davion Mitchell, can't miss yeah, or sorry. not can't miss, but will not fail prospect. He's the yeah. He's the will not fail guy this this draft. So
0: like any that, team that like gets that, him dude. is
1: getting a, a good to great NBA player. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I like think, it, I, think well, Baylor, mm, I think the both of the Baylor players, even Jared Butler as well. Quickly, I'll touch on him. Um, he was projected in the second round, and now he's projected in the first round, like late first round. So um, I think both the Baylor players helped their stock a lot with like their performances they well, did. In the Jared tournament. Butler didn't really do much to the final four, in my opinion. Yeah, like I mean, he he, yeah. he still like he he was like kind of like a Corey Kispert. Where, um, I know you guys were both down on like you were high on Corey Kispert, but Jared Butler still put up double digit points in most games, but he just like didn't look the greatest like what he did in the regular season. Um, I, yeah, yeah, until the until the final game.
1: I just don't think you're. I thought you were getting a little harsh on Kispert. Um, I thought you were – He was just
0: another. He was just a guy. He was just a benefit off of two really good players. I think. I thought he didn't the, really show in the
1: Gonzaga, or in the UCLA game. UCLA game, he had some, he had some winning plays, he had some big steals, he hit a big three down the stretch, he had a big, but he also back, missed a lot Some man ones,
0: he missed shots, he also missed yeah. a lot too, yeah, like wide open ones.
1: Yeah, I thought you were yeah, getting I a little, know. a little bit harsh on him, but
0: um, <laughs> I just I, I, as a national player yeah, of the year I contender, say, I would expect him to be carrying Gonzaga, well, not just being carried. That was a standard, right? That's what we were I don't know, about. that's that's because yeah. he.
1: It's because his team was undefeated, really. That he was probably, and he was one of the best players on the undefeated
0: team. You kind of have to nominate those guys for for players. But like year. Drew Timmy and Jalen Suggs um, were better. Even Ayai, too. Like I think Corey Kisper was almost. Ayei was better at, than at, at, at times. Yeah. In that tour- in the tournament, sorry. In the tournament, just to yeah, yeah, yeah. put up like 20 something points against UCLA, and Kisper put up only like four. Against UCLA. And AI. that was like, that was a storyline for most of the games too. Like, yeah, <clears throat> he probably averaged more points in the tournament than Kisper did. I, I don't know if like, I don't have the stat up in front of me, but I think he did. So, it's I don't know. I, I might've been harsh, but I just from what slander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so is there any other kind of guys you want to highlight? Um, we're we're kind of capping out of time here. I know we wanted to do some NBA talk, but we just, we just love our college basketball. So we'll probably cap was, it on the college basketball. Is there anything, anything else you got? to
1: Last yeah. guy I was going to mention is uh, the Kansas transfer, Quentin Grimes. I thought he was probably Houston's best player, most consistent throughout mm-hmm. the tournament. No, he didn't show up against Baylor, but I'm not going to hold that against him for the rest yeah, of his life. For
0: sure. uh, mm-hmm. I
1: thought he, he he exhibited some NBA shot making, um, yeah. and it was it's, it's nice to see those guys that you know he was he was a big recruit for Kansas, right, Dre? Yeah, he
0: was. He was he was 16th.
1: Yeah. And it didn't quite work out for him there, but he, uh, found a place a little bit. Well, obviously a, a smaller program than, uh, than Kansas, but still a, a really good college basketball pro- program, kind of became the guy there over a couple of years. And, uh, and now he's kind of back. He, any, he, any, he, well, he will be drafted, I think. Um, I, I was actually, I was looking for spots for him. I couldn't see anything, but I imagine he'd probably be a late kind of first round bubble again. Yeah. Right now so, I, uh, I like those stories. Yeah, there you go. So I like those stories where it's uh like kind of a high rated guy. Didn't doesn't quite work out for him at Kansas, but he didn't give up and he, he ended up um uh, ended up doing well and I'd like to see him
0: succeed in the NBA. Thank you well. Yeah, that's a good show too. And Daniel, I see Matthew Mayer on uh, yeah. ESPN right now at fifty. Does that yeah. give you any really? I does that make you shake a little bit down? Yeah. Uh-oh. It does make me shake a little bit because um he I think he I think he was one. Of ba- he's gonna be one of Baylor's best players next year if he stays. But um I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock him for for trying to go. Like he said, you go. Like now nowadays, you could just go put your hat in the ring, and then if it doesn't work out, you could just yeah. back out as long as you don't hire an agent. Yeah, I, so I think. I think we'll also see, see what he goes. No, that mind. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was. Uh, I've been following all the Baylor players and a lot of college basketball, seeing players, seeing if they like usually have updates on Twitter, if they like. uh Hired an agent, or are declaring to like go to the draft? I haven't seen anything on Meyer yet. Um, I know Davion Mitchell recently just hired an agent, uh, Jared Butler as well. So they're most well, like. I mean, they're gonna get drafted, so it doesn't matter. But um, I haven't seen anything on Meyer yet. Um, I'm hoping I don't see anything because I want him to say one more year. Um, I think it'll better really benefit him to be honest to say one more year. Um, really showcase what he's got. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Either way, I'd be happy for him whatever he does. But it would be cool to see. I think Baylor. I think if Baylor loses them, they're not going to be like a ten team, like I, a top ten team, like I said, unless someone really comes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. You guys hear that? Uh, Mac McClung looks like he's probably coming back to Texas Tech.
0: Damn. Raiders, senior senior that's a good call. So yeah.
1: Yeah, he's going to be. They're going to be good with with him. Um, uh, if we're I also, to, want- also, I love this. Yeah. Go ahead, Dre. You go.
0: No, I was going to pivot to something else. So. <clears throat> oh,
1: okay. I was going to say I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, and I know this wasn't in the tournament because they didn't make the tournament, but if we're going to talk about drop, draft stock falling over the course of the college basketball season, BJ Boston on Kentucky. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he was supposed to be like a top five pick as projected coming into the season and was supposed to be the best player on a, one of the best teams and just did not happen for him. I think he's, he's one that really should be coming back for another season um maybe but he's not there. or transfer yeah maybe transfer may be but option. yeah but he no he declared for the draft so i think he's uh he's not going to be a, an out bio or uh or a tyler hero i think he's going to be a kevin knox where he Oof, came out too early damn and yeah that's tough but so, kevin Knox got draft like bj pretty high though yeah he did bj should have came back i don't think uh you're ready for the nba how about Isaiah Jackson? Do you guys like Yeah, he, he was good. He, he was, I think he was Kentucky's best player this season. Um, so I don't mind him declaring. I think he, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to see these guys stay for, for longer, but Kentucky's just kind of a program that doesn't, doesn't have them stay. Um, what was I going to say about, uh, him? I kind of lost my train of thought there. Carry on.
0: Um, yeah, I, th- I think I just um I, if you're gonna before you pivot, I just want to highlight a couple other players. Um, just shout out to Joel yeah, I think like we talked about him. I think he helped his draft stock a lot. Um, I think he's going to be going to the draft as well. Um, and then also, uh, my boy, um, Marcus uh, Zagorowski from Creighton. I think he helped his uh, stock a lot. Um, and Creighton's running NCAA tournament. I see him going like mid second round. I don't think he was projected to be drafted at all this year. So those are names to look out for. And maybe the second rounds that could provide some good value for teams. Don't be shocked if you see their names.
1: Yeah, I remembered what I was going to say. Now I I was going to say like I know people like Boston. He's like, okay, I'm going to Kentucky. I'm a one and done, and it's almost his mindset is I'm I'm a one and done. No matter how the season goes, and I understand that. Yeah. Like he's he's a good he's a he's a good prospect still, but like. P.J. Washington was a good prospect. He didn't have a great first season, and then he stayed, and he uh, he really had a good second season. And he's a pretty good NBA player now. And uh, sent me a Merry Christmas wish on Cameo. So, um,
0: nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I go. love P.J. Washington.
1: Uh, so <laughs> that's his biggest accomplishment: getting on Cameo. He's having he's having but, a good uh,
0: NBA season this year.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he's doing well. But also, guys like Nick Richards uh, stayed for three seasons at Kentucky, and he not not doing well in the nba right now but he is on an nba team so just a message to those kentucky freshmen that are out there surely listening to me right now you guys you can stay a little bit longer and uh, <laughs> maybe win us a national championship yeah, raise that's you, raise thing, your stock that's, a little
0: bit that, that's the, i think that's the yeah. culture though in kentucky like that's like California. Like kinda...
1: i wouldn't mind changing that a little bit get them i, I just want to show them that it's not bad staying an extra year it yeah. can help it's, you out
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's tough though like you did mention some players but it's tough when when like like on you guys both said it's the culture to be one and done there so you know calipari is recruiting hard to get those top 25 picks and if you're if you had like not the greatest season and maybe you took a backseat the first season um it's gonna be hard to find that that playing time when you got these top top 20 guys top 15 guys at calipari probably might have promised a lot of playing time to to get them ready for the NBA. It's it's, a, it's tough to compete in that kind of culture. I mean, you you provide examples of people that have done it, but you've also there's also a lot of players that ha- that kind of fell through the cracks as well, and maybe transferred out or um didn't make it a big splash like we expected them to. Juzang
1: Juzang's the one that fell through the cracks. Khalil Whitney was yeah. a five star that didn't like he left the the program in the middle of the season last year.
0: Um, yeah. So Honestly, yeah, you're but, right. But if this is a season, you like do it in my died, opinion. Died. This is a season. Like I mean, like because like Kentucky's recruiting class is not up to up to par of what Kentucky's recruiting class is for next year. Yeah. So if I was in the state, yeah. it's it's just like the next season's a season. And even if you're a senior, yeah. um, you still got that extra year. I mean, I don't know Kentucky's roster that well, so I don't know if there's any seniors ever, or if they even have any seniors on the roster. But um, no, just grad transfers that they brought in. Like uh, like Mints was a grad transfer
1: from Creighton. Sar was from Wake Forest.
0: Yeah, so you got an extra so year, I like. no, so yeah. that could if they want to stay, but who knows, but yeah, I mean this next year's a year if you want to, this could be an opportunity to the Kentucky to maybe shift a little bit their culture. who knows'll see what happens hopefully i'm not I'm not I won't lose sleep <laughs> over if it doesn't though, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone I think will all, to be honest, <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think I think we covered a lot actually in college basketball, so I think we're gonna next podcast it'll be obviously this one's regularly scheduled, it'll be out Tuesday, but um I think we're going to start be talking, getting back into more NBA basketball, more fantasy. Now that the college scenery is kind of dying down a bit, we'll still be talking about if there's any fantasy interesting things that happen with the draft. Up. Fantasy playoffs coming, yes, yes. So we have a few things we're going to be have to cover. Still, we got to catch up NBA. That's a big one. We've been kind of out of it because we've been so concentrated on college basketball in terms of in terms of podcasts I'm not saying we didn't follow it, but yeah, I think um back to reg- regular time. scheduled programming. Um, yeah, yeah, it's go a good ahead, time man. to
1: get, get it's a good time to get back into the nba like a natural transition back into it because
0: it'll be heating up mm. playoff races we'll probably talk about that i think hey, dan so yeah for sure um and then yeah. i just want to mention the, the thing that one's mentioned before one last college bit before we head into the nba um mm-hmm. uh scene again the i just found an article actually just popped up like early this morning i was looking uh we're talking about nfts last last uh episode and, um, I just read something that cool. I, uh, Luca Garza kind of sold NFTs, um, just recently in an auction to, mm-hmm. for his national P- player of the year, like I guess status. So it's interesting to see mm-hmm. even like call it, like people just getting out of college or getting into the business of the NFTs. So yeah, yeah, it's just something I guess to look out for and what we've talked about. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how sports transitioning. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I think we're I think we're timed out here. We're reaching almost like our what what uh, a minute an hour twenty. So we just yeah. want to say thank you everyone again for listening. Um, I know you guys probably saw my video, but we really appreciate all the participation for the um, the bra- the bracket challenge. Um, I know you guys share the same sentiments as well. It was actually really remarkable how many people actually participated in it. Um, yeah, it was sweet. It was. G- yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was a great challenge. Uh, again, shout out to Jason Rapsey. I know I didn't want him to win it, but he won it anyways. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, we had a great, we had a great turnout. Um, we're going to, like I said, back to regular scheduled programming, one pod a week, Tuesday, most likely, but look out for all any extra things that we do during, uh, for the NBA playoffs and the NBA draft coming up. Cause I know we're huge proponents of that, as you guys saw here. Uh, we'll definitely be going hard in any in analysis for, NBA recruits and also the playoff And how the landscape shaping out So stay tuned for that uh, Thanks again Liam, Andres um, Thank And you. yeah we'll see you guys next time Stay safe yeah. Peace